Taka Alofalahiatu and welcome to the World in Sport from RNZ Pacific. I'm Vinnie Wiley. This week, the Fiji women's footballers impress at the Nations Cup. Pacific rugby league teams surge up the world rankings and Pacific Sevens teams struggle in Dubai. But first, the Guam men's basketball team have completed a clean sweep of their opposition at the FIBA Asia Cup pre-qualifying tournament in Thailand. The US Territory beat Fiji, Singapore and Thailand in the first round before defeating Indonesia, Macau and Malaysia in the second to finish with a perfect 6-0 record. After topping the eastern region, coach EJ Calvo's team now advanced to the final round of Asia Cup qualifying at the end of next year. It was exciting um, to invite to more competition. The Montanesia and the Pacific region have been our primary uh, competition for years. And we've, we've thought for a while that we, uh, if given a chance, we can compete at a higher level and also uh, use that to motivate us to work and, and improve our, our program. And uh, when we got this opportunity, uh, we waited patiently um, and finally got, got the uh, competition confirmed for uh, the end of uh, 2018. And, and we're glad that it came together um, and we were able to go on and have a successful result in, uh, in our first showing in Cuba, Asia. And, and so am I right in thinking that Guam and Fiji were invited to take part in these pre-qualifiers, obviously off the back of your performances at the Pacific Games in PNG? Exactly. They, 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 they had awarded us, uh, they had warned us that the top two teams at the Pacific Games will then get a chance to qualify for the Super Asia qualifiers. Um, and then, of course, the top two in the region, in Australia and New Zealand, are already qualified in. You know, this was our opportunity to get, get into a, a bigger tournament. And so, yeah, that was 2015. And it's been several years of just waiting and, and pulling up and kind of uh, wait for our time to. To compete, and our players uh, were very excited and, and came together. Unfortunately, we weren't able to get everyone um, that we had hoped for uh, because of the schedule. But we had a obviously good enough team to, to get get the wins. Yeah, and, and what what has your preparation been like for this event? Because obviously, such a big opportunity that you guys have been waiting for for a long time. Uh, how how confident were you going in? We're confident in our in our uh, players on paper, especially. Um, but you know, in, in a game like basketball, the more the more you get to play together and work together uh, to, to build synergy, uh, the better prepared you would be. And that's always our biggest concern because uh, some Guam being such a small island and you know, not, not being any college basketball or professional basketball uh, in Guam, a lot of our players uh, compete outside of Guam throughout the year. And um, our program is still working to improve our funding, uh, consistent funding, so that we can bring bring our players together more frequently and conduct more training uh, training camps. So really the only time we get to play together is competition. Specifically last week we had half the team uh, introduce themselves once again. Um, Although we played together in the past, basically meet us the day before our first game and, and um, make sure that we're on the same page as much as possible before we compete. That's not an easy thing to do, but um, yeah, I, I give the guys a lot of credit to uh, do their best to communicate and get on the same page, as you said. Yeah, no, so- uh, including Ty Wesley, who plays for the Breakers and had a game in Perth the night before he flew over to um, Bangkok to do this. And so I went ahead and sat him completely and did not play him the first game. Just so he can get some rest. 
but he obviously got to watch the team compete, and then he played a handful of games. Uh, a couple of other players also flew in from uh, different places where they're playing professionally, and maybe got one practice, <laughs> one practice on the court before we competed. So nothing like other programs where they get uh, a week or two of training camp beforehand. Uh, that would be our goal in the future. Yeah, to have, as you say, Ty Wesley, who, of course, you know, I'm based in New Zealand, and, and of course, he plays, as you say, for the break. Is, um, so to have his experience internationally, but also really special for him. Um, you know, you mentioned a lot of the players don't know each other or have played with each other, but for Ty Wesley to play with his older brothers, uh, McCallie and Russell, um, they obviously know yeah. each other very well, but I don't know if they've all played each with each other so much. So uh, that must have been a really special occasion for them. Very special. I, you know, they, they've grown up around the game together. McKellie is a um, good friend of mine growing up in Vaughan and um, really introduced his, uh, uh, his family um, to the program after McKellie was the first to, to compete for Vaughan. And um, you could just see how they, they compete together. And um, it's always good to keep the Wesleys on the same team. Otherwise, they might uh, get too physical with each other. <laughs> so the, 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 having the brothers uh, play together and um, and really take leadership role with uh, with a lot of our younger players and set the example because um, they're very experienced in in, in their um, basketball careers. You've got through this hurdle. You've won six games. You beat Thailand, Singapore, Fiji, and then of course you went into the uh, the next stage and and kept winning. Um, what sort of confidence does that bring you now? Because I guess you you go to the next step and it just gets even harder, doesn't it? We're really happy with the result last week, but. You know, definitely know that we have a lot of work to do before we um, close the gap between Guam and and the other countries in, in Asia, especially New Zealand and Australia. We're, we're just excited to compete and get on the court with them and, um, and do our best. We have a, a pretty wide range of ages on our team, uh, from, from the experienced veterans down to our college players, who are also uh, we look at it as our future, uh, you know, trying to keep the system going for the next couple of years and, and inspire the next generation. So, yeah, we know we have a lot of work to do, and um, uh, our coaching staff is already coming together to recap last week and start working on how we can improve uh, over the next, uh, I guess, six months before our next Pacific Games competition, and then definitely looking forward to the next Super Asia competition. That's the Guam men's basketball coach, EJ Calvo. Fiji women's football coach Marika Rondu says a big gap remains between New Zealand and the rest of Oceania after his side was thrashed 8-0 in the OFC Women's Nations Cup final. The football ferns won their fourth straight regional title to qualify for next year's World Cup in France and the Tokyo 2020 Olympics. Marika Rondu was pleased with the progress the team has shown but admits they let themselves down in the decider. We did well uh, in terms of reaching the final but uh, the other thing was uh, on the other end we did not manage uh, the final well knowing uh, the fact it was uh, a game that could define the history of women's football in Fiji and that could have bought us a ticket to France. Uh, we gave away two early goals in the beginning and uh, we just didn't uh, fight enough to give a problem to New Zealand. So when we had enjoyed our uh, Fiji had to go through the qualifying event at the start of the year because your ranking obviously was was much further down. So to to get to the main draw in the first instance and then obviously to reach the final, were you expect did you expect that? Did you expect to win the qualifier and did you think you could make it through to the final? Yeah, well, mixed thoughts about it. 
since it was a, a process that we had to go through, we definitely knew that uh, we don't deserve to be playing in the qualifiers. In the future, uh, we've proven that we don't need to go through the qualifying process uh, anymore. So that's, that's why we made an effort to, to do better this, uh, this year, because it takes a, a lot of energy and a lot of resources out of, uh, of us. And uh, now, since uh, we made it to, to the main qualifier itself, uh, it's important to stamp uh, our mark in the, in the region. Therefore, we continue to build our game and uh, improve our performance. But there's still a gap between uh, Fiji and uh, the regional champion of New Zealand. So there's, there's a big gap in between. And uh, it probably can be narrowed if we continue to, you know, to be consistent in terms of uh, performance of this region. Yeah, I suppose when you compare the men's and the women's uh, competitions in Oceania, uh, you know, the New Zealand women's team are, are much better internationally than, than the men's team are. They've got, you know, a number of players playing in England yeah. and America and other leagues um, at a very high level. So, uh, um, as you mentioned, that gap is uh, a, a tough one to um, to break down. But you, what have Fiji got to look forward to now? You've got the Pacific Games next year in Samoa. Is there, will there be other games uh, around that? Uh, next on uh, next stop is uh, Pacific Games in Samoa for the senior women's team. But at the same time, uh, we need to prepare uh, the future generation of women's football that our under-16 coming in next year or under-19. So somewhere along the line, we need to start early so that we can uh, reduce the gap between us and England and also between us and the rest of the world. Uh, comparing us to the rest of the other teams here in uh, uh, the Pacific, uh, we need to be careful of uh, the threat that other teams pose, like Haiti and uh, Nicoldonia and also uh, Papua New Guinea. So because of our performance uh, in the recent tournament, so other teams will be going to we ensure they prepare well for us, uh, so in the future they will not take us lightly. So it's, it's something that we need to always uh, anticipate and keep watch of. That's the Fiji women's football coach, Marika Rondu. Nui and Solomon Islands have made giant leaps in the latest Rugby League World Rankings. The Rock are now at an all-time high of 24th in the men's standings after their runners-up finish at the Emerging Nations World Champs in October, while Solomon Islands rocketed up 15 spots to 27th in the world after winning the plate competition. Solomon Islands coach John Jewis says it's a big achievement and boost for the game. It's a massive jump from where we were, so yeah, so the team, the management committee and the country is very happy with what's, been, what's happened. So. I guess this all comes off the back of... Uh, playing games and, and having this Emerging Nations World Champs. So, um, you know, games used to be few and far between. So when you get a chunk of games like this and an opportunity to compete against other countries, uh, good things happen. Yeah, yeah. No, for, like, for Solomon Islands Rugby League, it's, that's the most games they've played in a short amount of time. So it was a great opportunity for the players and the outcome for us to win the plate was, you know, phenomenal. So, and especially for such a small country. Well, what did you learn from the tournament? We learned from the tournament, me personally, um, the way the guys have adapted to the game, as you know, they, they sort of jump backwards and forwards from rugby in the rugby league, but they're actually getting a better understanding of the game. And the more they play, the better they'll get. And um, by seeing us play those, those four games, from where we played the first game um, against Greece compared to the last game when we played, you know, played Hong Kong, you know, the improvement was massive. And obviously next year you've got the Pacific Games in uh, Samoa up here to look forward to as well. Yeah, so we've got the Pacific Games in July, um, 8th and 9th, they tell me, um, at this stage. But there could also be, there's another event opportunity 
I think we might be going to play Colombia, hopefully, um, at the end of March. That would just be a one-off test? Yeah, just a one-off test, yeah. And I suppose that's something that countries like Nui and occasionally Vanuatu have, have had happen to them in a range. But uh, for Solomon Islands, apart from the matches you play against Vanuatu, uh, the idea of having a, a one-off test uh, on top of everything else is probably quite new. Yeah, it's quite new, yeah. Um, we got an invitation from, from Colombia, and we're going to play in Brisbane by the sound of it. It's not 100% locked in yet, but, um, yeah, there's an invitation there. And, uh, and and how did that come about? Do you Have you met with people from Colombia before, or...? No, they actually contacted um, they contacted the president and said there's an opportunity they'd like to play us, you know, in, in Mar- end of March. So we're just putting it together now, I think, um, what the outcome's going to be. Alrighty, and uh, I suppose, uh, you know, Solomon Islands are a bit further down the food chain, but there was, of course, the International uh, Federation meeting uh, recently where the Oceania Cup was uh, announced that's going to have the likes of Tonga and Fiji, Papua New Guinea, so... It certainly shows that you know there are efforts being made in World Rugby League to try and push and, and, and grow the game now. Oh yeah, massive, Mum. There's really big push to grow the game, and and with being part of the Pacific, there might be opportunities for us if we keep improving to be part of that schedule. Hopefully, in the future. Indeed, already fantastic. And uh, are Solomon's uh, entering a women's team in uh, Samoa as well for the Knights? Um, I've been informed. Uh, as far as I know, there. Um, putting it together to have it to girls' team. Yes, that's, that's, that's the plan. That's the Solomon Islands Rugby League coach John Jewis. Mate Ma'atonga continue to lead the way for Pacific Island nations at fourth in the men's rankings, despite losing their one-off test against Australia, while the Cook Islands are the region's top-ranked women's team at fifth in the world. It was a weekend to forget for Pacific Island teams at the Dubai Sevens. The Fiji men finished in fifth place after losing to the USA in the Cup quarterfinals, while Samoa only managed ninth, despite winning five of their six matches. The Fijiana women avoided the wooden spoon thanks to a 17-5 win over Kenya. After two rounds, the team is languishing in 11th place on the World Series standings, but interim coach Alifarete Ndovi Mvirata insists they are making progress. In terms of uh, the results, we moved one down eh? But in terms of, of the game that from the Colorado to Dubai, uh, we, we improved uh, in what we wanted to do, in the, the way we tried to play the game. Three full games that we had on the first day, we, we, scored, uh, we scored the first try in all those uh, three games. Uh, in all those games, we created opportunities uh, to score tries. And, uh, but the yellow card that was given to us, and not continuing, uh, uh, not being consistent in... Uh, in the 14 minutes, in our performance uh, let us down in, in those uh, three games. Eh? And uh, like I said, uh, playing with uh, six men and having two yellow cards in a game uh, does not help uh, our cause at all. So that is one area that we'll, we'll have to look into uh, moving forward. And I suppose, uh, you know, your first match was against Canada, wasn't it? And they, of course, went all the way to the final against New Zealand and are one of the top teams on the series. So... Uh, you know, mm. even when you play well, it's very hard to beat those very, very good teams. And um, so, you know, it, it takes a lot to make it through to the, the quarterfinals or beyond. Yes, that's right. That's right. Uh, especially with uh, with teams that, are, that have been making their mark. For us, I, I selected a new team altogether uh, with two experienced players from a team that played last year. And the, the new guys that came in, I think uh, they will need more time uh, together as a team. 
uh, in trying to to beat the the, the core teams that have been uh, playing over the years, and, and I think that is one area. Uh, that I, I looked into. Do you think this year is very much a rebuilding year for the Fijiana, perhaps, like a long putting in a long-term plan? Yes, yes, we we, we have got uh, we have got plans uh, for this uh, the series for this uh, 2018 2019 series and plans uh, right up until to the into the Olympic year of uh, 2020. So we we just trying to build up a team that will. They'll want to stay in the core team of the series and especially get a place in the, in the 2020 Olympics in uh, Japan. Um, in, in terms of... Um, so, so the Olympics is where you're looking to peak, basically? Yeah, for us, uh, we, we've set our our mission, our vision for this 2018-2019 series. Eh? That is to be in the top four to qualify for the Olympics. So we've finished two, two tournaments. Now we, we we know where we are uh, right now, so we've got another six weeks uh, to prepare for for the city sevens. And I I want the girls when the city sevens come comes around, we want to compete in that, and we'll we'll try and aim for the top four finish. Obviously, at the moment the team is quite a far away from that top four because you've you finished. Uh, I think it was tenth uh, and, and and then eleventh out of twelve. Um, so. Um, how, how far away do you think you are from getting to that top four level that you're aiming for? Do, do, do you think there's still a big gap, or do you think it's something that you guys can achieve in a short space of time? No, I, I don't think so. There's a big gap. I, I think we've, we'll just work on the few areas that we, we need to work on, uh, especially on, on the mental side of, uh, of the players, to work on the mental uh, side of things. I think we should do that training-wise, the training to be able to compete uh, with them. But uh, I think it's just uh, a few areas that we need to work on, on the, on the technical and tactical side of things. I think in the not-too-distant future that we will be able to to compete with the, the teams. We've, we've seen the, the pools uh, are full for City, so we will be working on that, especially to, to finish in the top two. In Dubai, uh, in Dubai, it was just a nine-point difference between the two third-best uh, place teams. Eh? So we just missed out on the second, third best, third best team with uh, I think it was Australia. One of the two teams, Australia, Russia. Yeah, yeah, Australia, which of course is no, no, yeah, no one expects so, it to be Australia because they're the defending series champions. Yes. So yeah, so we now will uh, we'll get back to the drawing board and we will prepare for for the proceedings. And, uh, and coach, you, you've been the interim coach, obviously replacing Elisa Tanivula, um, and, and you've led the team in the first two events of the season. But uh, you're, you, you haven't been appointed yet on a permanent basis. Um, is, yep. that, is that something you're hoping for? When will that be resolved? Yeah, I, I've been in touch with, with the CEO regarding the, the position, and uh, at the moment he's still in Sydney. Uh, when he gets back, he'll, he'll have a meeting with the chairman and the board and. Hopefully, hopefully, early next week there will be a decision made regarding the, the position of uh, the Fijian sevens coach. That's the interim Fiji women's sevens coach, Alavarete Ndovi Virata. And that's the world in sport for this week. From RNZ Pacific, I'm Vinnie Wiley. As always, thanks very much for listening.
Do you love anime, gaming, movies, and discovering how your favorite pop culture affects everything you do? Then join us on Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. Every week you can listen in while we break down the latest pop culture news and dish on what new releases we can't get enough of. Whether you love movies, I'm going to tell you all about the uh, hopeful 4K re-release of Tron Legacy that happens. (laughs) (laughs) I'm right there with you. Or music. The music in this show is absolutely incredible. Or anime. And under this mask is another mask. (laughs) (laughs) You can discover your new favorites right here on The Anime Effect. Listen every Friday, wherever you get your podcast, and watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or on the Crunchyroll YouTube channel.